GateWorld.net presents an exclusive interview with David Hewlett, Dr. Rodney McKay of Stargate Atlantis. For GateWorld.net, I'm Darren Sumner. I'm here with Mr. David Hewlett. Rodney McKay on Stargate Sir Atlantis. Sir is fine. It's the, yeah, it's, it's, it's Just fine. Sir Just Sir. Lordship. Yeah, your Lordship is great. Your Grace. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> season four. Like season of the bitch. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> Thanks Sorry, for, you carry on with your introduction that you were trying to do. Thanks for being with us. Mm. A pleasure indeed, as always. Yes. Uh, before we talk about what you're working on now, let's uh, look back at season three a little bit. Indeed. What uh, what stands out in your mind? Well, there's the obvious. Um, uh, you know, the the uh, the losses. Um, uh, you know, the casualties of war, so to speak, um, uh, which are obviously quite. Uh, uh, had quite an effect on on cast and crew and all that kind of stuff. It's just it's funny how you you, you get involved in a television show and you you, you suddenly realize uh, that that it works like life. There's this weird sense of 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 randomness to the to the to you know to what happens to us and our characters and all that kind of stuff and how we really don't have any control over. And we come in, we do our lines, we you know we we we, we play these characters, but the reality is that you know um, it's. Uh, it's we're a part of a world that that changes and and uh, and creates and destroys and uh, so it's kind of an interesting sort of uh, very kind of uh, almost religious like experience uh, last year with uh, with uh, with the way things were going and you know and then the end of the season puts us all in in you know a, a incredible peril they, they you know it's it's uh, it's uh, it's always sort of an, an interesting way to end the season because it always feels like it could be the end of course that's the the goal of the the end of every season but. Uh, but this one definitely felt very, you know, there's considerable changes this year. So, you know, I think we're all, uh, the, all the Atlantis folk, the SGA team are, are definitely growing up, you know. Yeah. So, the, uh, those, those, the, the youthful days are over now. I'll handle the old stuff. How did you feel about the episode Sunday when you read it? Um, well, we, I had a, a sense that it was coming. I mean, it was, we, were, we weren't completely blindsided by it, but it was certainly... Uh, you know, we, we were, you know, we were sort of told it was it was going to happen, um, and uh, but it's really, it's still very sort of shocking. I mean, it was really quite a, you know. But again, that's the point. Unfortunately, that's part of of, of television. You need to shake things up. You can't um, you can't keep things the way they are all the time because people get bored and they move on. You need to feel that this is a, a living, breathing, you know, entity that 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 acts like we all do. I mean, you know that. that that there is a that there is a sense of fate and a sense of of uh, of, uh, of danger there. I mean, if you don't kill, unfortunately, if you don't kill, you know the 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 main characters once in a while, the people don't believe they believe they're you know they're immune, and then you lose that sense of peril when you go into stuff. Um, the beautiful thing about science fiction is that that you know there's always ways around. There's always a way to cheat death in science fiction. So I'm hoping that uh, that, that will be the case with uh, with, with uh, Master McGillian as well. As you know, I mean, I'm, I'm a huge, a huge fan of Gillian, and, and uh, obviously, I wrote a part for him in the film. And, and uh, you know, given my time off, I actually took the opportunity to uh, to work with him. Share how you feel about some of the major cast changes this year. You're gaining Amanda and Jewel, but at the same time, you're also losing both Paul and Tori as a regular. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a, I mean, it's a, it's a big, it's a, it's a big upheaval. I mean, it's it's definitely a different. Uh, there's a whole different. Uh, uh, Sort of feel to the to the scenes now. I mean, you know, uh, without Paul there, it's 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 been very. Uh, uh, there's definitely been a, a, a hole where 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 uh, uh, where Paul was, 
But I think, to, to Jewel's credit, she's not... I mean, Jewel's not replacing Paul. I should make that very clear. It's not, it's not like she's come in and taken his place. Um, they didn't recast Paul. They, you know, they, they obviously felt that it was a... It was a, a smart move from the series standpoint to shake things up a bit, and, and you know, frankly, given the amount of sort of the the, the hooting and hollering that's going on now, they probably you know they've succeeded in that. I mean, there's this, this press attention, there's fan attention. I mean, you know, this is the kind of stuff that producers, I'm assuming, producers want because you know you often will be talking about the show and whether it's you know you know, and I think that's a, a good way to mix it up. But but Jewel. Um, Jewel is a completely, completely different character. She comes into it uh, with a very different sense of humor, but still a sense of humor. I mean, she's she's a, she's a very smart, very smart lady, and she 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 plays with the uh, um, uh, she plays with the character really well. Like it's really it's fun to have scenes with, with her uh, because she's she's doing some she's doing some really neat stuff, and she's just I mean, to me, she's like she's like she's like television icon because of because of Firefly. Yeah. I mean, we Jane and I watched Firefly religiously, and, yeah. and she was one of our favorite characters. So you know, uh, uh, and she's just yeah, she's, it's it. I mean, it really is a breath of fresh air. I mean, she's 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 definitely uh, brought her this great light sense to 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 her character and stuff, which is which I'm really enjoying. Um, and she's just a pleasure to be around. And and I tease her mercilessly, and 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 she reacts to it. So you know, generally that's always a good thing for me. If I can make someone's life misery in their first few episodes, it's always kind of fun to do that. Yeah. Um, and Amanda, I, again, I, I feel like I owe Amanda, I, I owe all of this to Amanda because had she not given me the freedom to uh, to play the way I did in SG One when I came in, you know, you know, there's very there's not a lot of actors who will let you give you that much leeway uh, to be so offensive <laughs> and so um, you know and, and just so obnoxious. Um, and and she did, and effectively that's what that's what got me on the show. I mean, if we hadn't had that. If that chemistry hadn't worked, I don't think I, I don't think I'd be back. I'm su- I was surprised I was back anyway, given the jerk I was playing. But um, you know, so ha- again, having her around is is fantastic. And again, she's not. There's just. I, I mean, in the same way that Stargate Atlantis is not replacing SG One by any way. It, it's just they're just. It's just the way it changes, the way it grows. There's different little offshoots and different characters come out of it, and 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 Amanda's. You know. I think Amanda, as a as a you know as a controlling force to to Atlantis, makes sense even just in in the the world that that we live in this the sci-fi Stargate Atlantis SG One world, it makes sense if anyone's going to know what's going on, it's 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 uh, Sam Carter. So you know why not put her in charge? Much as McKay hates it, I love it. Again, I love it from my standpoint because I've got Jewel to work with, who's a very you know playing Keller, Keller, a very smart doctor, you know, uh, very pretty, very, very quick-witted, and again, someone to bounce off. McKay is never good with women, so I say the more women characters that come in, the better, because it just gives me this great, you know, he doesn't know what to do with it, especially if they're smart, you know, and, you know. Um, and, and Carter, of course, is just, I love that dynamic, you know, and it's just, it's fun to find, you know, we're doing scenes where we have to, you know, we're in peril and there's all sorts of techno stuff going back and forth. And it's just fun finding those little moments to sort of go, you know, those little moments of, of conflict, you know, where you get to, to butt heads, because that's what it's all about. I mean, you know, if all the if all the characters get along, it's not much fun to watch on television. So these are just more characters to, to, to mix it up. And I think it, you know, and, and I think it really is a, it's a very welcome addition. Um, and again, I do, I, I talk of them as an addition, not as a, as a replacement, because 
Um, you know, I, I think as we've seen in SG One, I mean, you know, these the favorites come back. Um, you know, they're very they're very good about that, and uh, and I hope to see that that happen as well. So those two characters, Carter and McKay, have mm -hmm. been bouncing off each other on an occasional basis. Yes. For like six years now. Yeah. Since you did Forty Eight Hours. So it's interesting to see. So now she's not only regular, and you're you're in there, you know, almost the entire season mm -hmm. together, but relationship is different because she's your boss that's yes which she keeps she never fails to point out um not not so much amanda as as uh, as carter yes no that's definitely a point of it's definitely a bone of contention for mckay um and it is addressed it very i think in a very amusing way um when you know in the episode when she just she, she gets she gets sort of placed in power thrown into power as the case may be um so that's really fun to yeah again really really fun stuff to play with you know, and uh, uh, so yeah, and I'm looking forward to that. It just adds again. It just adds a nice, a nice dynamic uh, for McKay to play with. You know, so uh, and also Amanda again. Amanda just to someone to work with is just. I mean, that woman. It's amazing. She just like lights up a set. You know, she just shows up. Everyone loves her. Everyone likes working with her, and and, and it's just a, you know, it's just a pleasure to do scenes with her. So. <laughs> Not, that, not that, of course, the story's exactly the same way, but, you know, just Amanda, we, our, our history goes back all the way to the SG-1 stuff, so it's mm -hmm. just kind of nice for, it's nice for me, <laughs> I guess, in a completely selfish way, you know. McKay's very happy with the changes, I think, you know. But, you know. Now, according to the writers, the first half of season four is going to have some spotlight episodes for each mm. of the main characters. Uh, I don't think I know what, what McKay's episode is yet. I don't think I do either. <laughs> I'm holding my breath. I, uh, yeah, I mean... The, it, it's funny, the spotlight episodes for all the other characters generally tend to be, you know, these, uh, uh, I mean, you've got Satitas and, and uh, you know, Common Ground with with, uh, with uh, Shepard and... and uh, McKay get all of his spotlight episodes in season three? <laughs> maybe that's it. Yeah, maybe that's I've used up all my, I've used up my, my spotlight tokens. No, no, I think they've definitely got some ideas um, uh, that, that I've heard about which sound, which sound like a lot of fun. I'll see what... Uh, you know, I, I'm always sort of <laughs> a little nervous about it because usually McKay episodes involve some kind of pain or torture for me. Yeah. So, you know, if it's talking to myself um, or or being hung upside down or or uh, you know stuck in a puddle jumper for for the the full episode, you know, it's uh, it's uh, we'll see what kind of torture torturous uh, episode they've got worked out for me. I'm convinced that it's not so much writing as it is just a, a, them just coming up with different ways of making my life misery. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's a karma thing, I think. You know. And we've been told that Jeannie's coming back a little later. Oh, great! I wanted to mention that, but I wasn't sure if you guys knew that. But yeah, I'd heard I, I'd heard that as well. Um, and Kate is thrilled, of course. I talked to Kate the other day. What a great episode of season two! Oh, I know. I mean, that's you know when you get the when you get the Martins together, um, the Martins and the Hewlett's. There you go. It's a good. It seems to be a good combo. Um, that was a great. That was a, that was a really really great episode. Um, you know, it, it it's and it's just so much fun. Again. The thing I loved about that episode was, you know, forget the fact that it was obviously it was fantastic to have Kate around and, and it was a fun episode with lots of things going on and stuff. To me, it was just a it reminded me why I, I loved science fiction as a kid. You know, when people people get to see when people get to see for the first time a world that they believed was out there, and not necessarily the specifics of it, but believing that there was something out there for them that they were meant to do. And, and when she first comes and sees the Stargate and first gets taken out into into hyperspace and all these concepts that she'd been working with in, in university were now the reality. I love that part of sci-fi because I think we all grow up thinking that, you know, there's something, we're meant for something better than this world. You know, there's something, 
you know, you know, everyone wants to be the chosen one. They, you know, the Matrix, the, you know, all that kind of stuff. All those kind of escapist sci-fi things are what are what appealed to me. And I thought that was a fantastic episode for that because we saw through Genie's eyes this world that that we all sort of I think we all seek all the nerds certainly the nerd in me uh, secretly hopes exists you know that you know still keep stepping through the gate hoping something actually happens you know so um, and that was that that was was one, that was one of the main reasons why I loved that obviously of course Kate being around was was, was not exactly a bad thing unless I yeah unless I'm a really horrible brother and say that you, know, you should stay at home <laughs> after seeing first strike. Uh, it seems pretty clear that the replicators are here to stay. Yes, they're back in season four. They are indeed. Yes, the replicators. Well, it's kind of hard to kill a self-replicating nanite, mm -hmm. as we've discovered. Um, and uh, and there's a neat twist on that, uh, you know, at the beginning of the season as well, where we, uh, uh, you know, where we sort of use a bit of the old uh, replicator tech for the uh, for good as opposed to evil, mm -hmm. and I think establishes a very interesting uh, uh, possible character arc for. Uh, for 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 one of our for one of our uh, our regulars. So um, yeah, there's some really the replicator stuff is really neat. And, and again, you have David Ogden Steers on set is always a, a pleasure as well. Yeah, Oberoth. Yes, Oberoth is back. And uh, very cool. Yes, yes, and lot, lots more uh, lots more hands and foreheads and things. So, you know, and twists on that as well. I think it's really funny. Joe and Paul are really excited about. I think um, playing with the established stuff. You know, like, uh, you know, leading people to believe that things are going to be like they were and then, and then throwing them a curve. And there's some great, there's some, some great use of that, especially with the replicator stuff, where the replicators are getting stuff thrown back at them that, that uh, you know, that they're not expecting. So we fight back in, uh, in weird and, and, uh, and uh, devious ways. So, you know, I kind of enjoy that. So. And working with David Ogden Steers? What a bastard. Uh, he's, he's like the nicest guy. I can't, he always plays jerks. Like it never fails. He's always like some uppity, you know, snobby guy or some evil villain. And he is just the sweetest guy on the planet. You know, he just shows up. He knows, you know, he knows the lines. He loves science fiction. He's so positive about everything. I mean, the guy's been doing it for how long? I don't know. He still walks on set and he's still all like, ooh, how does this work? What's that? And, you know. It's again. It's just so. I hope. I hope that uh, that when I've been doing it as long as he has, that I'm. I'm still as. Uh, I'm still a sort of. Uh, um, I still have that sort of childlike uh, interest in the way things work that he does, and it's just he's, he's just lovely to have around. Plus, he's a big. Uh, he's a, bree a big uh, echo geek, so we we talk about wind turbines and and uh, and solar panels and and reclaimed water things and stuff. So we nerd out on all that kind of stuff. He's just bought this new completely electric car that he's all excited about. And I just bought this biodiesel car that I'm all excited about. So, you know, just uh, as I said, I'm more than happy to help save the environment as long as it doesn't really inconvenience me that much. <laughs> Atlantis is now carrying the torch with uh, SG-1 over, as far as television goes, mm. continuing on in movie format. Uh, do you think that this is a, a positive change for the show? And is it, does it feel like it's, boy, it's about time? Well, it's weird. I mean, there's a, you know, there's always there's the selfish and then there's the selfless. I mean, there's you know, from a selfish standpoint, it's obviously it's nice to be the show. I mean, it's nice to be the we are the Stargate online. We're the Stargate online. We're the Stargate on television now. So it is nice to from that aspect. But but you know, there was there was a great you know. I mean, and again, what's funny? This is this year actually isn't a good year for that because we've got you know they've got the two films going at the same time. So in a way, it feels a bit like it was before, anyways. But. Um, 
Yeah, it's it's definitely you know it, it's it, it's it's it, it it feels like there's been more time. The writers have had more time um, this year than they have before. I mean, they don't feel quite so. I mean, the scripts are they're they're well in advance with the scripts, so it's you know instead of having to do forty episodes, they're doing twenty. So it's nice. It feels like you know not that I thought they were suffering before, but it's just nice to have. Um, uh, for them to be sort of a little, there's a little more time to play with the stuff. You know, we're doing read-throughs this year, which we didn't do before, mm. because there is time to do that. We can all get together, sit down, and go through the scripts and stuff, which I think is a great idea. Um, you know, at least to make sure that that uh, you know we've all read the scripts. You know, even if that's the only time we get through them. You know, so um, it's nice for the writers to hear them actually written, you know, spoken the way they are. Yeah. You know, before we get to them. Um, so it's kind of nice. It, it definitely has a more. It, it definitely feels a little more relaxed. Because of that, I think. Um, I mean, of course, you go upstairs and ask them; they may find it completely different. But from our perspective, it seems it seems that we're a little bit um, a little further ahead than we than we would be otherwise. I yeah. think so. You know, and I'm sure it's for them it must just be such a relief not to be because you know you got to turn out 40 original ideas for hour long television a year. That's brutal. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so uh, so now they just better do a damn good job of 20. Mm-hmm. You know. You know. What would you say has been the most fun or the most challenging work that you've done so far this year? <laughs> I think it's coming up on Monday. I think Monday we've got like the nine and a half pages of uh, Tori and I in the puddle jumper um, screaming out commands on how to reprogram replicator mainframes. So um, I think that will be the most challenging part. Well, the techno battle you've got no problem with. Oh God! I wish, I wish it got easier. Like I keep thinking it will get, you know, that I'll get to the point where I can, you know, just yeah, look it over a couple times. You get it. Yeah, you I don't just, have to hang upside down when you're doing it this time. That's true. That's it. Depends on, yeah, exactly. The the physical peril may make a difference, but um, uh, I don't know what have we done. I mean, it's just, it's. I think the biggest challenge is always when we're all in the scene together because I think we have a little too much fun. So sometimes it's a little hard to sort of keep. You sort of remember halfway through the scene. Oh God, that's right. We're all about to die. I guess we should stop. <laughs> We just stop laughing and giggling about these things. Um, yeah, no, it's it's funny. This year, again, this year, it was really strange this year. I mean, last year when we came in, it was like, I felt like the hiatus was, it was gone in a second. I felt like we ended the season and started the new one, and I don't even remember anything in between it. It was so quick. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, it felt like we were right back in the, you know, at work, you know, and, 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 and such. And this year, for some reason, it's been this, it's just been incredibly fun. Like it's just everyone's. I think maybe it is partially because of you know Amanda and and um, and Jewel that that maybe we're all on our best behavior or something. But it just seems very. You know, you got David Ogden Steers as well in the first couple of episodes as well. It just it's felt it, it, it's it's almost uh, it, it feels like it's uh, yeah it's it's almost too much fun. I feel guilty getting paid. You know what I mean? It's 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 a um, not that guilty really. Actually, not guilty at all. But it's a nice turn of phrase. Um, uh, yeah, it's, it's just—it's definitely felt much more relaxed this year for some reason. I don't—I don't—I uh, don't know why. The trains are just as loud, and they still shake the trailer as much. It's nice when you're actually eating; you can watch your food sort of moving across the table back and forth and stuff. So, for some reason, any—I think any studio I've ever worked in has always been located exactly right beside a train track. I'm not sure why they do that, but you know, you'd think with sound it would be an issue, but. What do you think season four needs to accomplish? <laughs> I don't know. I think we should. I think there should definitely be um, either a McKay loses his voice or a uh, McKay becomes stupid episode. 
uh, Jason and I were talking about that today. Where I think I think that it would be that that would be my uh, that would be my hope for for a, a season four is an, an episode where someone else has to do all the talking. Amanda's here now. Maybe she could do some. Um, and uh, and I should just uh, I think I should revert to like you know childlike intelligence you know the intelligence of a ten year old something like that. So um, I have no idea that this. I, we've Tuesday we go and shoot a dream sequence in a boat with a clown and a whale. So <laughs> I I can't, I don't even I don't I don't think I have the uh, I don't have that kind of twisted genius that. Did you just uh, make that up? No, no, that's what we're doing. That's literally what we're doing on Tuesday. So. It's kind of hard for me to even pretend to imagine what we could possibly do in, in, in season four. If someone had told me that's what, that's what I would be doing for a living, you know, in a few years' time, I would probably have laughed at them. But that's what we'll be doing on Tuesday. So, you know, what to expect for season four? I don't know. When it starts like that, I I'm not even going to hazard a guess. <laughs> Rob has told us a little bit about doppelganger. Mm. What uh, What are McKay's deepest, darkest fears <laughs> and nightmares? <laughs> um. I, I, well, I think uh, it, it sounds like whales and clowns are way up there. On the uh, there's some there's a there's a nasty uh, 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 yeah there's a, there's, a, there's definitely a nasty family secret about whales. Is this um, for that episode? Yeah, yeah, that's that's that, yeah, and and clowns obviously or something. But then again, who the hell doesn't find clowns creepy? Ever since Poltergeist, I haven't been able to the whole clown it. thing, you know, or it. Well, that was yeah, the same thing. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Is with uh, Tim Curry as a clown. That's a good. That's a good way to go. It was Tim Curry, wasn't it? I think it was Tim Curry with the little sharp teeth and stuff. Um, again, Carol glazing right over. It's like Carol 2.0. Just, you know. Clowns, yeah, definitely definitely clowns. And, um, yeah, which is actually surprising. And, yeah, that, that, uh, that's a very neat episode, too. There's a lot of... The, what I like about what's happening this year is there's a lot of the episodes seem to... Uh, while there's obviously... Ex- Journal forces working on us, you know, and, and putting us in danger. It, it is all about us dealing with our own, our own demons and such, and getting over our own, our own sort of fears and insecurities and and, and sort of personality quite, uh, traits that have sort of gotten away, you know, in, previously. So um, uh, that's I think it's a good start to the to the to the season because it is very there's a lot of character based stuff going on. So and as you say there. You know the thing that's nice this year is while it was fantastic last year to have a lot of you know McKay centric episodes, um, I think this year we're seeing a nice it's spreading out a lot. It's definitely I feel like there's a it's feeling a lot more ensemble um, you know than it, than it than it was at times last year, which of course I hate because I think they should all be McKay centric episodes anyways. But I think from a general viewing audience standpoint, they may enjoy the fact that there's you know there's, there there's we're exploring some of the other characters for some reason. Um, and uh, so, I'm, so I'm sort of looking forward to seeing how that goes. And looking forward to not having to work so hard for those episodes, too. So. Would you sign uh, a contract for the third Stargate TV series if it was Stargate McKay? Stargate McKay. What else would it be? I, don't, I can't even imagine what else it could possibly be. Um, yeah, I can't believe they're doing the third one. It's amazing. Um, I hope that works out. Um, and, uh, uh, yeah, I'm there, whatever. I'm, I'm, you know, hell, I'm going to be here anyways. That'd be great. I just Maybe they can give me two trailers. I'll just walk over to the other one and, you know... How has your character grown over the last year and over the last three years since Atlanta started? His waist is much bigger. Um, I think generally he's grown in the gut area. There's a you know an awful lot of the uh, the free lunches and uh, and snacks on set. I think have, uh, are taking its toll. Um, well, McKay's one of those weird characters who I think 
he sort of grows and reverts and grows and reverts. I think he learns things and then he forgets them. Um, you know, I mean, he's a he's a he's a victim of his own success. I mean, if he does solve problems, he you know he wonders why anyone ever doubted him, and if he doesn't, then he's you know he he's. Uh, you know, he beats himself up, but then he tends to, tends to sort of overcompensate by being even more arrogant. Um, I think he's learning to work in a team, which is which is the big thing. When he came in, he was definitely his own separate entity, and sort of forced to work within the confines of, of these guys. And now I feel like he's found his place. Yeah. He knows, you know, when we when we open up the, you know, hundred thousand year old ancient spaceship, he knows to go and start. You know, getting the power going and 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 uh, seeing what's available and all that kind of stuff. And and he's he's become much more of a uh, strangely he's become more of an explorer than he was before. Whereas before he was very timid when he arrived on planets. He didn't really you know it was sort of like let's get out of here before something goes wrong. This year again, he seems to be more. Uh, and and by the end of the last season, he's he's sort of he's out. He wants to push the bounds of things. You know, where he started off being scared of the stuff. And worried about screwing anything up. Now he's, I think, in a way, going further the other way and messing things more up because of his, his, you know, his curiosity than because of his uh, uh, being too timid as he as, as, as he approaches these things. So definitely, I think he's he's definitely found himself he's definitely found himself enjoying the exploration aspect of it much more than I think I, I certainly I thought he was going to. You know, I mean, originally I really saw him as as the the tech guy in the control room. I was amazed when he sort of started leaving the base and now and now it's kind of weird to be in the control room again because he's sort of like, yeah, 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 well, let's, let's get out in the, you know, get out on the road and see some stuff happen, you know, so. You can get attacked by a giant erratus bug creature now and not go home and exactly. have to cry himself to sleep. Exactly, exactly. Well, not just faint on the spot. Mm-hmm. Although I think that could happen too, you know. Um... Yeah, he's. De- I mean, he definitely has the same. It's that weird. It's again, it's that weird thing about serious television is you sort of you want to give people what they like, so you want to do the things that have worked before, but at the same time, you want to change it up. So there is always that that sort of that you know the, the sort of the parallel concerns of how do I make this the same and make it different, um, which is always fun. Um, you know, luckily with McKay, it's you know there's there's, there's only a few different responses. <laughs> None of them usually very good. You, know, you can go with cowardice or, or, or exaggerated bravery or, or, you know, or just some kind of a, a physical failure in some way, shape or form. So. Changing directions a little bit. Mm. Uh, when we were here last year, we were talking about A Dog's Breakfast. Yes, indeed. And you were uh, in the middle of shooting it. Was it that long ago, really? Was yeah, it? Wow. Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So now the movie's done. We're done. The distribution deal. What kind of an update can you give us on... Um, we've got... Uh, We've, yeah, yeah, we were working with MGM now. Um, they bought the film for world, worldwide rights. Say that ten times fast without slurring, especially after lunch. Um, and uh, so we're just looking forward to we're looking forward to them getting a DVD out so that people can can sort of see it around the world. But we've also been doing these. Uh, they very kindly allowed us to do these screenings. So we've just generally, if there's more than you know ten or fifteen Stargate fans standing around, we'll suddenly throw up a screening. Um, and uh, so we've sort of been running around doing a, you know, we'll run in and say hello to the convention, and, and then and then see if, if people want to come see the film, and and it's been kind of fun. Hmm? You did London. We did London. Yes, London. I was sick as a dog. I ate a bad oyster, and I was food poisoning for the entire time. But that was fantastic. Again, like we sold the we, the film sold out in twenty minutes. 
We put it online. It sold in 20 minutes and crashed the 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 uh, the server they were using to do the uh, transactions. So we did it. So we put on another show, um, which sold out in like three hours. So um, uh, and in fact, we have no idea how we're selling this. This I have no idea this weekend. Although given this weather, I'd be amazed if anyone shows up. Um, but uh, so they've been really yeah, the, the 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 screenings have been doing fantastically. Um, and what I think we'll probably do is start doing some screenings where we're not at. We usually will show up as well because it's just to me it's like the idea of a screening. You know, you might as well watch a film on DVD if it's not an event. If that makes sense. So I kind of like the idea of going and being able to ask, you know, answer questions and say hi to everybody and all that kind of stuff because it just it just makes it a little more fun, a little more sort of uh, for want of a better word, meaningful. I guess you know. Um, and so we've been doing that as much as possible. I think we'll probably do some screenings without us in the near future. Um, just to sort out some 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 good places to to put it together. And you know, it's it's a it's an HD film, so just find theaters that'll 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 do the um, uh, HD projection. And, uh, but it's fantastic, and it's opened up a lot of doors for us. I mean, it's you know, it's it's one thing to say you want to make a film. It's another thing to be able to walk in and say, there you go. Um, now let's talk about this or that. And we've got another film lined up we want to do for next year, yeah. which should be kind of fun. Um, and uh, and then we've been working on this Starcross series with um, with NBC yeah. Universal and, and Sci-Fi. How's so really good, really good. I mean, we've got uh, a pilot script sorted out, um, and uh, and they seem very happy with it. So uh, uh, yeah, apparently uh, apparently there was much giggling on the on the pilot. So uh, which is good. Um, Will that be going into production anytime soon? I don't know. Again, that's really at this point. It's sort of it's it's sort of up in the air right now, and we've we've sort of passed the first hurdle, which is to you know get them to commission a pilot. Um, they've been incredibly uh, sort of positive about it and very supportive, and and unlike all the cliches in Hollywood, gave us incredibly good notes. We got notes on the first draft that were just fantastic, and and. Um, and then that's that's it. They seem to like it from there. So we'll we'll just to see what they what they plan on doing with it. So. So for fans who haven't read yet, what what is the basic pitch for what Starcross is? Star- is it the same Starcross that we see in a dog's breakfast, or is? It well, that was what spawned the idea, really, because we had so much fun shooting that, and and we were, and actually someone came up and said, you know, yeah, you should make Starcross into a series. And I was like, well, I don't know if you could make. I mean, that's just such silly sci-fi. I don't know if you could maintain that for a full hour of television. Um, so I started thinking about it and, and just thought, well, you know, behind the scenes. I mean, that's you know, we're we're privy to stuff making these, making Star uh, making Stargate and and Cube and all the other sci-fi boas versus pythons and all that kind of stuff that I've done in the past. Um, you know, I've seen how silly it is to make serious sci-fi. So yeah, basically we 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 went in and pitched uh, sci-fi on the idea of doing um, something like the Larry Sanders show. Only instead of it being about late night television, it would be about uh, science fiction uh, television, making science fiction television. Very sort of extras, Ricky Gervais, Office kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and uh, and they really they they really responded well to the to the pitch. Um, and uh, and then then commissioned the script from there. So that's that's basically the idea. It's 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 a it's a, for want of a better word, a situation comedy about about the making of a science fiction show because. There's really nothing sillier than serious science fiction. There's just nothing like, you know, some poor guy dressed up in a big rubber suit, covered in hair gel, and and you know, and 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 while we're being terrorized by this, 
this 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 creation there's a man in the background eating a sandwich and you know picking his nose or whatever they do while we're trying to shoot so it's just, it's just fun i mean and it's and it's it's very uh i mean loosely based on a on a on a stargate kind of thing but it's not it's not stargate it's it's you know again it's not a spoof it's uh it's just kind of the sort of the the uh, uh the silliness of the day-to-day life of, of trying to make a television series so yeah. Finally, mm-hmm. what would you like to say to fans who are uh, getting ready to tune in to season four this fall? Ah, thank you for waiting so long. God, how long has it been since, we, since, since season three aired? Um, uh, what would I say? Make sure you go to the bathroom before you start, because uh, we got some scary episodes coming up. You know, you will not want to leave. Um, and uh, what else? Yeah, give the new kids a chance. You know, see what you see what you make of them because I think you'll uh, you'll definitely enjoy the new editions as well. So, and look for some familiar faces as well. So, yeah, something like that. But definitely make sure if you got to pee, go before because you got an hour of television there and you do not want to hold it that long because there's going to be an accident. Yeah. Wormhole disengaged.